Listen, Kippy. Yes. You're not you're not a Kippy, but you're not a mitt either. You're you're a Kippy mitt. So I will save you. Appreciated. <laughs> we'll stick with Kippy though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a news reporter when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And on the weather today, snow! <laughs> Back to you, Rybert. So we watched Devil Man, <laughs> the second half of the series, Devil Man Cry Baby. And I don't know, we don't really have much preamble for this. We already watched the first half, so yeah. we explained what it was. It's over now. It's over. A lot of things are over now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not a cat, though. Huh? Not a cat. Not a cat. Well, I mean, it it didn't die there, but it... It ended up... You're a face of lies. I, I, <laughs> I was telling you the truth, that the cat didn't die there. You're horrible. So, uh, we start with episode six. Uh, neither demon nor human. And uh, I worded it with some very... E-rated? Hmm. E Is that the word? G-rated? E-rated? E forever? That, that's like a video game thing. That's not... It's because I've been playing too many video games, man. Yeah, yeah. E for everyone is the video game thing. So it's G-rated. And this episode starts off with a very aggressive snuggle scene. Yeah. Very intense snuggling between the super high schooler, whose name I finally learned is Coda, and... Just a guy? A random guy, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Coda uh, has has really, really aggressive snuggling with, with, with a guy who's then like, man, didn't expect a super high schooler to be into dudes. And then his chest opens up and the super high schooler eats the man he's, he's snuggling. But I don't know, because he wakes up in the same room and there isn't blood everywhere. And, and and it seems like he's waking up from a nightmare, so I can't tell if that's a thing that happened or if that's a thing he just, like, dreamed. No, I think it happened. You think it happened? That makes sense. Because then he's crying over some other person, but he was also doing that well. Mm, yeah, he was crying over his, uh, presumably his boyfriend, but we don't actually know yeah, the nature of their relationship. With, when he was with the other okay. guy, he also yeah, was you're right. crying over that. Um, so we then, uh, have the rappers following Miki, the, the romantic lead on Instagram, and someone being like, what, you in love with her? <laughs> uh, we get, the funniest thing is that, that Rio, we find out Rio just has, like, a show that's like, come find this out with Professor Rio. <laughs> like, he <laughs> seems to have a fun, like, science-based show for people. Once again, no idea what he does. What for does a he do? He lives <laughs> in this like Stark Tower, basically, and people aren't like is rich. People aren't like scientists. Like people, people are scientists, but people aren't like every kind of scientist. And it seems like Rio is. He's <laughs> everything. He's like an anthropologist. He is a physicist. He's he's every kind of science. 
he listen. He has so much money. He can be whatever he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're planning. Uh, they they've identified that this super track star is probably a demon, and they're planning to unmask him in public to let the world know about demons. So they have Akira test out a drink, and he, he drinks this clear liquid, and then. Rio just plays a bunch of pornography around him, and it forces him to transform into Devil Man. So it's a a thing that will force someone to reveal their devil side if they are exposed to a lot of sex and violence after drinking it. Which this is interesting to me, mm-hmm. um, because when he changes, he starts like essentially trying to attack Rio. Like he does. He's punching. Yeah, there's a glass barrier between them. Which leads me to believe the solution they drink makes them go crazy. Yeah, it also makes them violent, right? Because Akira doesn't turn into Devilman and start killing people ever. No. That's, uh... Yeah, you're right. So it also... So it makes... So it's not just that. It also makes it so it seems like he is more violent than he is. That's hilarious. I didn't think about that. Which... Is wrong for a scientist to do. Yeah. That is not Rio proper science. <laughs> little little magic boy Rio scientist is not the most ethical scientist, as we will continue to find out. Uh, Miki is hanging out, hangs out on the roof with Akira and talks about passing a baton, which is a... <laughs> Don... Talks about passing a baton, which is a symbol that will not return. Nope, never. So yeah, yeah, that that doesn't come back in any way at all. Nope, not not at all. Over <laughs> and over and over. <laughs> we never see the image of passing a baton again, nor does anyone ever reference it. Nope. Uh, and then we also know that at this track meet, Miko is going to... Uh, reclaim her name by running faster than Miki. Her only life goal is to be the best at track and field. Which is kind of funny because she's she's a demon devil. Thing. She could do anything. And she's choosing. She has so much power. She's choosing high school running. I mean, the, people are like that, but it's frustrating that people are like that, you know? Like, I'm like that, and it irritates the hell out of you me. Are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has that to a degree, that they're like, how dare this unimportant thing not fall in my favor? Like, that kind of... Do I do that? Everyone does. It's a human thing. We, we I, like, I just can't think of when I've done that. I can't think of specific... It's like, for me, it's always really internal, because I... I like to think I'm somewhat healthy and, and recognize when it's, like, unjustified to feel that way. Unlike Miko. <laughs> uh. Also, at the beginning, we may have discussed this hmm? from the last episode, that there's a discussion about how running mm-hmm. is pointless. There's no reason First for episode. It. Yeah. yeah. Rio, why do you run? Most animals could beat you in a race. Like, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So Running, that, that, not important. That doesn't come back at all. <laughs> um, Akira, but so their plan, which is an incredibly bad plan, bad move, Ryo, uh, their plan relies on Akira maintaining his cool for even a second, for even a second, and somehow convincing this super high school guy to drink this this magic liquid, right? Would you... If you were making a plan, knowing the things we know about these characters, would you ever give Akira the part of the plan involving convincing someone to do something? 
Because it's a skill we've never seen him show. No, he's more likely to cry as he tries to get it done. In fact, and what happens? Does he cry? Yeah. <laughs> he goes up to the super high schooler with the bottle that he's supposed to get him to drink. And he goes, you were crying, weren't you? And he just starts sobbing. <laughs> and then they almost get into a fight. And then people like pull them oh, away yeah. from each other. Yeah, his, he was trying to trap him into drinking that. <laughs> that was their plan. And then Rio is like, <laughs> clearly realizing how stupid the first plan was, takes the bottle and is like, by the way, you signed a contract where you have to drink this on camera for our advertisers. And it leads to the question, why didn't they just go with that plan from the beginning? He likes to have Akira involved. He wanted to humiliate Akira. No, he wants him involved. He's so such good friend with him. Hmm. He wants to involve him with every plan. He wants his boy part of his plans, yes. you're right. And when it fails, he's like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so my notes are literally like, Akira tries to get super high schooler to drink liquid, blows it by crying. <laughs> Miko goes up to Miki and says, let's make a bet, let's, like, and very dangerously, just like terrifies all the other women out of the room and then goes to Miki, let's make a bet. And Miki is just like, okay, that sounds fun. She's so nice to her. Yeah. And- As she's standing there, like, naked. Yeah, she's just standing there naked, intimidating her. And then uh, and then she says, uh, let's bet our names. And Miki is very conveniently released from that conversation before she can say yes or no to it. Uh, oh, yeah. Akira is listening to some people in a bathroom and they're talking about how how Koda beat up their coach. And, and then <laughs> I don't even remember why, but Akira just walks out and then beats them up for some reason <laughs> and takes their clothing. <laughs> It's another very confusing, like, wait, what? I can't even recall why that happens. Um, I think he he's trying to get them to tell him about the guy they were telling him about before he beat them up. That was a really confusing sentence. You it just sure said. was. Uh, we then get right to the track and field game where it's introduced. I think the national anthem is sung by a new star starring in the television show Drug Lady. Ah, yes. And I thought that was just a hilarious title for a television show. Also, that never comes up again. No, it literally never comes up. Never mention. It's just a throwaway, like, by the way, in this world, there's a show called Drug Lady. Anyway, on with our day. Yeah. Uh, They start the race. Miko catches up to Koda, and they start racing with each other. And, And then Koda starts doing the pinwheel arm thing. Everyone's doing the pinwheel arm run, except the humans. Uh... Then Miko is going to pass the baton to Miki, but Akira takes it anyways, despite the fact that he's the next step of the relay race. So he was supposed to be, like, way further ahead than them, waiting. And he just starts running next to Koda and starts yelling about feelings and stuff while they're running next to each other. Like, you want to hurt people, don't you? You feel things inside! As you do. As you do, while, while they're sprinting. And then Ryo... And then he says, because I'm like that too. And then Rio turns the entire stadium's walls into videos of sex and violence from the Sabbath. And Coda transforms into a big four-legged demon and starts with, like, horns and just starts goring people everywhere. But he's crying while he's killing everybody. He's sad. 
it leads me to believe he doesn't want to be doing that. No, I don't think he does. And I think uh, the metaphor here is, unless unless you have a, a better explanation, I feel like this is very clearly a metaphor for outing someone who's gay. Oh, yeah, totally. Because Coda is gay and they force him to show a side of himself he doesn't want to share on television. And I think from henceforth, and this is the really clear point where it it becomes very explicit that being a devil very often seems to also go hand in hand with some kind of queerness. They are, like, very symbolically connected. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's uh, very funny. The bull is coming, and Miko is like, what the hell? She's just staring at it. And Miki, the regular boar, like sack of flesh human pushes her out of the way and saves her once again just adding to miko's weird inferiority thing i'm sure uh and then everyone stops broadcasting except rio's station and he broadcasts it to everybody in the world and uh in fact he he forces the guy to keep it running because he tries to turn it off yeah the other guy's trying to stop it we see donald trump briefly uh, watching the news. <laughs> and uh, Akira was instructed then to kill Koda, but Akira confronts him in a, in a, like, in a parking lot that he somehow got to. Oh, wait, very quick. I have to mention, there is a scene where a man is listening to music on his headphones in the middle of the track meet, and, like, he's just chilling out to these cool beats while everyone is running away behind him, and then he just gets stepped on by Koda and And killed. turns into a puddle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Akira is told to kill him, but Akira confronts him in a parking lot and says... The iconic line, my second favorite line in the show, right behind the I will be the best Miki at running on this track team, is, You're not a human, but you're not a devil either. You're a devil man, so I will save you! (laughs) A lot of subtlety uh, going on in the dialogue here. What I find funny is the devil man thing keeps going even when one of them's a girl. It does, yeah. Yeah, they just keep using the term devil man. <laughs> You're right, they just keep calling them devil man. And she's like, sure. <laughs> she doesn't really, yeah, she doesn't seem to be bothered by it. Uh, that's pretty much that. Ep- like, that's that, That's a pretty, they're all the same length, but that, that episode feels pretty quick in terms of content. That's not that's a That's because a lot of it is just him turning people to puddles. Yeah, him crushing people. Uh... Is there anything I was missing? I don't think so. All right, that takes us to episode seven, Weak Humans, Wise Demons. Uh, we get the final rap of the show, tragically. And the uh, the rap is about how now that people know devils exist, they can't trust each other. So people assume that the things devils would do would be like bad things like taking money or extorting people and stuff. And people begin basically like trying to cleanse their society by killing all of the worst people they can and everyone starts not trusting each other and arming themselves. Like things go to shit really fast in this show. This is seven? Yeah. Um, One thing I did... Right down is there's a brief thing where they say the devils are the Russian weapons. Yeah, there's a theory. The Americans have a theory that devils are the Russian weapons, which lead to like this huge fight at the end of the episode, which is pretty great. Um, Yeah. 
And then a giant light covers this portion of the world. Yes. Those are th- that 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 happens at the end too, which is yeah, that gets so out of hand so fast. So we go, by the way, just for the clarity's sake, we go from people finding out demons exist at the beginning of this episode to almost nuclear war by the end of it. Like there are <laughs> nations about to fire nukes at each other. That's how out of hand do things get, and how quickly it happens for humanity. Um. Akira is just on the street, and he sees people getting, like, machine-gunned to death, and he's like, Hey, Ryo, a lot of humans are getting killed because of this thing you told the world. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fine. Sh- sure is happening. Uh, and then they all start reading, uh, Miki's family is reading the Bible, and the kid is like, What, we're not supposed to fight? And they're like, No. And then Miki is like, We use love to fight. Yeah. Uh, Miko, in a very, very upsetting scene, uh, is basically coerced, uh, is, like, sexually assaulted by somebody. But, uh, because she is now a devil woman, she, in the process of, like, of being sexually assaulted, she turns into a mouth and, like, eats the guy. Which is just a thing that happens... Uh, she has the her rapper the rapper who took her to a Sabbath and died. She kept his sunglasses and she wears them often, which becomes relevant near the end. Uh, there's people just patrolling the streets looking for demons, and they try to kill Miki because she's. I think they just want to kill somebody. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't really have a great reason for it. And uh, she flashes back to Akira protecting her when they were children. And instead, in this case, the rappers are there and they end up protecting her. Uh, Akira tries to convince a person who he sees as a devil man escaping human persecution to come with him and hide. And it runs away and gets shot to death. That's a lot, of ha- a lot happens, but a lot of it's very bleak. Once again, from one to ten within. Yeah, half one an to episode. ten. Yeah, it's it's people gunning each other down in the street within like five minutes. Uh, the, you see store shelves filled with things like demon repellent spray. Which God, I just want to know what's what's in that spray. Lemon <laughs> juice and rosemary. Put in some oregano. <laughs> Same stuff to ward off spiders. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about as effective too. Uh, the little bro, uh, Taro, I think. I have no yeah, idea. Okay. The little uh, M- Miki's little brother is uh, with with his mom while they're grocery shopping, and the parents are talking. She's talking with other parents, and they're like, "I can't believe we found out that this woman's child was a demon, and she hid it from us. Our child played with a demon." And Taro wanders off because uh, he sees a, a cute little dog. Well, saliva drips from his mouth. He yeah. wanders off. Yeah, and then he goes and eats the dog. And this is when Taro's mother realizes that he is a demon. And she runs away with him. Yeah, she flees. Exactly, yeah. She she runs away with him, leaves her family, leaving a note saying, I love you so much, we have to go. And, and the dad's just like, well, I guess I'll go look for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Akira confronts Ryo, and Ryo's just like, gives this huge monologue that's like, you know, people kind of suck, don't they? Humans are all gonna die. Isn't this the? Isn't this amazing? It's the best show on earth. And at this point, you'd think Akira would be like, maybe, maybe Rio doesn't have humanity's best interests at heart. Maybe he is evil. 
Maybe. Maybe Rio is... Maybe I should stop talking to him. Or expecting him to do things that will help. And Akira, he leaves angrily. Because he's like, I'm going to go out and save people. And he's like, why? Like, saving two people isn't going to matter. Humans are all probably going to die. And then uh, he says, please just survive. That's all Rio wants Akira to do. And then... <laughs> You know, a thing I think is very funny, Ryo just apparently has a Bible on his, like, shelf right by the front door, and he pulls it out and opens it to the Book of Revelations and starts reading it and goes, huh, you know, this is an awful lot like what's happening now. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> no idea. Why is... Why Book of Revelations and demons attacking? I don't know. I can't piece this together. Uh, okay, and this is where we get to the thing where the U.S. closes its borders and it sends the Seventh Fleet to go and nuke Russia, basically. Russia sends a fleet back, and then there's one guy on the boat, and I find this hilarious just because of how the conversations on this boat must have gone. There is one man on the American boat who is like, well, we're not actually going to do it, right? Because if we nuked them, they'd nuke us, and that would just kill everybody. And then someone cuts him in half because it turns out every other person on the boat is a demon. <laughs> so it raises some questions. Just a couple. Why Why that man didn't notice any changes in the people he presumably probably works with every day. Like, not even... He's, he's like, you know, Fred's really weird today. He's kind of... He, he looks like he hit a second puberty. <laughs> he's, he really has sharp lines all of a sudden. Or, alternatively, why these demons replaced everybody on this boat except this one guy, and then they were like, well, obviously, when we're on the boat, we have to pretend to be humans, because otherwise this one guy will find out. <laughs> and then halfway through, they were like... Uh, just get rid yeah. of them. And then they just kill him, and they all are walking around as demons. So it's like, why didn't you do that right away? <laughs> why? Why? What was in the in it for you? On the flip side, they huh? didn't know they were all demons. So they were all hiding from each other. <laughs> one demon was taking a chance. I love that idea. Just, oh, God, I hope there's at least one other demon here. They kill that one guy. Oh, we're all demons. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> just, that guy that guy is like either they're incredibly good actors for no reason or that guy is the densest moron in the world <laughs> hey are you eating raw meat right now <laughs> yeah yeah it's really good oh huh that's weird i just thought you were yesterday you said you were a vegetarian he doesn't eat in the lunchroom with everyone else that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> also, he has to be dense because he's on his way to nuke somewhere, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, we're not actually nuking. Well, this obviously, place. we're not actually gonna nuke the world, right? Yeah, you're right. So he's pretty dense. He's a, he's a dum dum. Uh, and then instead of nukes going off like all the demons want, a giant light comes and seemingly vaporizes everybody inside of it. Turns it all into a bright white light. And Rio screams. If that happens, and Rio sees footage of it, and he screams. And crumples up in a ball. Mm-hmm. And screams more. This is where you said, ah, Rio's an alien. <laughs> no, I said that earlier, too. You did say it earlier, yeah. Rio, Rio's an alien. Uh, 
So I read the comic, and in the comic, they don't state this clearly. In the comic, they send, like, jets into that white light to see what happens, and then the people are like, oh god, I'm melting! And they fly back out, and then they just completely melt, and they're, they get turned into salt, because it's the Bible. They do say in the show that they turn to salt. They do. I thought they were just doing that when they referenced Sodom and Gomorrah, but maybe I just missed that line. Um, no, maybe. they. I just know they said something about yeah, salt. Yeah, they talk about... Uh, in fact, at the beginning of the next episode, I believe, is... Uh, so, episode eight. I must know myself. Wonder if we find out things about a character. <laughs> Rio then asks himself a question, which arguably he should have maybe asked from the very beginning. Why did I make Akira a devil man? And then he flashes back to literally calling out Amon to yeah. take over his yes. body. Yeah, and then uh, another question. How do I know who Amon is? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't ask that one, but it seems like he should. I think he asks, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Ryo goes back to the club where he turned Akira into a devil man. And it's uh, filled with homeless people who say they've lived there for ten years and no signs of the party. And then Ryo very casually and normally takes out a pistol and just starts shooting the walls. And it reveals claw marks in a way that makes no physical sense whatsoever. The bullet just acts like a a thing scraping fresh plaster off of walls. Yeah. Uh, so, and then he starts phoning people about a professor he worked with before who became a demon, Professor Fikira. And he realizes that there's no trace of this man existing. So people are like wiping his history clean for some reason. There's some kind of cover-up. Uh, the dad, Miki's dad, is walking through the city and just sees a bunch of horrible shit in a really quick succession. It's like he's just walking and there's just people falling off of buildings around him because they're jumping and he's just like... Oh yeah, I wrote people falling from the sky. Well... Buildings. <laughs> uh, he, a man, he tries to take out a picture of his nice family and he shows it to a guy and he's like, hey, uh, have you seen my family? And the guy's like, you're a demon, give me your money and pulls a pistol on him. But don't worry, that guy gets shot to death by a man with a machine gun yelling, you're all demons. And then don't worry, that guy gets shot to death by a government squad. <laughs> so Also, when they're shot to death... I don't know what kind of bullets they're using, but their whole, like, side that gets shot turns to mush. It melts people when they get shot so in the show. So, they yeah. got some real hefty bullets. Oh, yeah, there's a plane crash as well. He's just walking down the street, and he sees a plane go by and go like, and then explode off in the distance, which is a thing where it's like, wait... Like, you have to assume there was actually a devil on that plane, because otherwise people were incredibly stupid to cause this plane crash. Yeah. Uh, Akira asks Ryo for help finding Miki's family for some reason, because uh, he still because trusts Ryo. He's a very trustful man. Very trustful. Yeah, and uh, Ryo finds them immediately. He's just like, oh, they're here. So they send the father that information. Uh, Miko and Koda are just hanging out. With each other. They, they met on the roof. They're, they're friends now. And they just run around together. Uh, and Koda uh, shows his, uh, his his hand going, uh, So, 
You know, I really hope that one of these sides just exterminates the other because, like, I'm fine either way. <laughs> and he just cares about himself. Yeah, That's yeah. What Nico figures out. Yeah, yeah. Miko's like, wow, you're, you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> uh, Miki's mom and and her brother are in basically a refugee camp. Yep. Which is like... Because I get, I get that society, civilization is crumbled and all these things have fallen apart. But like, it's... I think it's more of like a homeless... Just people, so many people have lost their homes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of that than a refugee camp. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I think that's where they're hearing a church sermon about, no, they hear a church sermon about, like, trusting people or not telling lies or something like that. Uh, and then we get the, the delightful scene where uh, the kid is, is hungry and his, his mom takes him, him out on a little walk. And the dad finds them. And what, what does the dad find? The kid slurping up his mama. Yeah, the kid's turned into, like, some kind of worm creature. Is that a way? How how would you describe this thing? It's okay. mm-hmm. it's really close to those gross things in King Kong. The people fall and they like come out of the bog. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. He almost and yeah. So he's like this weird thing, and he's just like eating his mom whole, like a snake would, kind of. And he's crying while he's doing it. And the dad is like, "Well, I gotta shoot my son." Through his, oh God, no! Yeah, he, he screams a lot first. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna. And there's people in the bushes going, "We found one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he keeps trying to shoot his son. He keeps pointing the gun at him and then crying and and deciding not to. And then the police come and they're like, "Step aside, sir!" And he says, "He goes, no, you can't shoot." And then he just does, like, obliterate it. They, like, melt half his face by shooting him. Yeah, they gun him down, and then they gun down the entire tent. And Akira, with his great penchant for timing, as we find out. Yes, great He has really good timing, devil man. He shows up flying in and, like, picks up the corpses at the last second. And he's like, so if he had been there five seconds sooner, all of them probably could have lived <laughs> And then he buries them and cries. Yeah. And while he's burying them and crying, what happens? Demons just start kicking his ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, demons uh, led by the demon Xenon is how they say it. I always thought it was Zenon, but uh, Xenon. And he's a three-headed freaky dude. And so their fights are some of the best, like, animation in the show, but they're also very confusing and not very, like, they don't really matter that much. <laughs> uh, and he's getting his ass kicked. The demons are about to kill him. And then a floating, a giant, bobble-headed demon, who's probably m- maybe my favorite, named Psycho Jenny, shows up. Is that the fluffy one? The Yeah, the big one with the hair and the really big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Psycho Jenny shows up and is just like, no, he wants him alive. And they're all like, oh, God. And then Miko comes and rescues Akira. Uh, and, but Koda joins. <laughs> Koda is there and he's like, yo, I, I want to be a demon too. Can I join you? And they're like, well, but you're, you have a human heart. He's like, but I got a demon body. You guys look like you're going to win. So I want to switch sides. And Psycho Jenny just says, that seems like something a human would do. So in episode six, I wrote, I feel bad for Koda. Hmm. And then in this episode, 
I no longer feel bad for Coda. <laughs> I I feel bad. I feel like Coda is like No, he like actually flips into he a flips. horrible guy. He he becomes a horrible guy, but I feel like it's because he is just a person who has felt so ostracized his entire life and he's just lost all the like people he cares about. So he just has no reason to, like, pursue anything else. But I agree with you. Coda becomes a horrible piece of shit. Whereas Miko does not. No, Miko stays pretty meek. Miko gets, like, becomes a better person as the show goes on. (laughs) Miko is maybe the only one who turns into a devil that becomes a better person through the process of it. Because I'd argue Akiro is kind of always a good person. Uh, uh, and he becomes slightly worse. <laughs> like, no, I think he stayed about the same. I guess you're right. He doesn't change. But yeah, Miko actually like grows and learns things. Okay, so Rio goes to South America and he, I believe Peru, and he meets some uh, indigenous people there who start dancing like a little kid sees him and he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they take him back to their village. And then we see soldiers creeping through the, the forest. Rio sees inside this tiny little mm-hmm. tent thing a little statue of him. Yeah, with six wings. And then everything blows up because they bomb the village. <laughs> who is they? We never really know. It's The people. Yeah, it's like the government who were apparently always aware of this kid being very dangerous. But does Rio die? No. No. He gets a magic bubble that protects him. And then they try to shoot him, and they, they can't, because the bubble protects him, and then they get sucked into the ground and eaten by demons. Because it turns out this entire uh, indigenous village is actually demons, which is maybe not the most good depiction of an indigenous group of people I've ever seen. No. <laughs> it's, That's... Yeah. It's, what, what are they? No, 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 no. They're all demons. Oh... In fact, I think it'd be the opposite. I think none of them would be. Would like, be demons? If it was, like, an actual depiction of the world, because... Yeah, it would be the white people are all demons. Yeah, it would be the white people, and they'd be fine, because, like, lots of studies have shown that people in smaller indigenous groups are actually happier. Yeah, yeah they, they, they tend to live better lives than this horrible hell we've created for ourselves. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so, uh, it turns out they're all demons. And then Psycho Jenny shows up again, and she's like, you know who you are, right? And then, uh, we have, what, it's just Miko, Miko finds out Akira is a demon. She She's just like, oh, you're a demon, cool, kind of assumed. And they go back to Miki's place to tell her that her family, her entire family is dead. Uh, while they're doing that, one of the rappers, the silent one with long hair and sunglasses, sees... His friend's sunglasses in uh, Miko's bag and begins to... We we don't ever hear it, but we assume that he begins to suspect that she killed him. Or something. Had something mm-hmm. to do with his disappearance. Yeah. And then Akira tells her that her entire family is dead, and then he starts crying, and then she goes and starts crying, which is... Reasonable. Pretty reasonable. Uh, they all go and watch TV, <laughs> because a government report comes on. And who's leading this report? Why, it's Rio! Akira's good friend, Rio! 
<laughs> and Akira is like, Ryo, yes, you're going to tell them they need to stop killing each other. Because Akira is dumb. And what does he do? Akira, uh, Ryo, uh, first of all, says basically that people become demons when they feel even slightly dissatisfied with society. He, he does the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah he likes... Akira's... It basically encourages everyone to kill anyone who has any reason to not like their lives or society, which I don't know how many people you know who feel that way uh, came it, but I think it's everybody. Yeah. I think he's describing every human living in society. It's like he wants all the humans to die. Yeah, yeah. It seems like terrible advice, honestly, but then he does something even worse. He does another outing. He, he outs Akira this time because he he shows badly edited footage of Akira becoming Devilman for the first time. <laughs> also, the stabbing part. He just took Rio's yeah. Rio stabbing people and was like, he did it. Yeah, he said he did it. And it's clear Akira, he has footage of Akira and then he has footage of himself stabbing people. But he just blacks out his face so you can't see his face for those sequences. But he's still wearing a giant white jacket. And then we see intercut with that footage of Akira wearing not that. Uh, but it is so, somehow convincing to everybody. So everyone's stupid. Everyone's dumb. And uh, they point a gun at Akira and someone shoots, uh, the rappers do, and then someone shoots at him and that's the end of the episode. Then we get to episode nine. First part of my two favorite episodes of the show. Ugh. Go to hell, you mortals. Uh, so, it turns out that they didn't shoot at Akira. It's the little sunglasses guy shot at Miko. But she's fine, because... She's fighting not to turn, though. Yeah, she is. She's hiding her, uh, devil side. And then, uh, Miki just comes out and hugs him, and she's like, You're not bad. You're good, because you were crying for my family. And everyone seems very embarrassed that this... <laughs> like, the rapper just puts down the gun like, Oh, this, this feels weird now. Uh, he was pointing it while Miki was hugging, though. Yeah. And then awkwardly put it down, and everyone just looked super awkward. <laughs> and then, and then people, the police show up to arrest. No, they show up to kill him. They show yes. up to kill Akira. The arresting doesn't happen in this world nope. anymore. Uh, and then the rapper points the gun at him again and says, "Get out." Which is funny because he's telling him to get out because he's got to leave, so the cops don't get him. Yeah. But why is he pointing his gun? Why is he pointing gun? the gun at him? And then he says, take care of Miki for me. And it's like, what the hell is this relationship? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, Akira goes out to find Ryo to talk with him, because obviously that will solve the problem. Uh, yeah. He goes to find Ryo. The Ryo. The Ryo, and yells while he's flying. You kept track of it this time. Once again. Moving somewhere and just yelling a person's name. Rio! Rio! Why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, and he gets interrupted, of course, by the most natural thing you can be interrupted by, which is people who have tied a bunch of humans to columns in the street, taken off their clothes, and started throwing rocks and shit at them. Because... Demons? You, you need to be naked to be... 
killed you know if, if if they weren't dissatisfied with society before i'm willing to bet they are now <laughs> uh so and then he jumps down and he's like don't kill them kill me instead and he does a jesus pose and they throw rocks at him while he cries and shoot at him and stuff one thing that i find not funny but funny is it has been proven that they turn into demons quite fast mm-hmm. and they have all these people naked tied up being beat to death yeah and none of them are changing nope they're uh and no one's like huh weird <laughs> maybe we're just murdering people right now uh, we cut to Miki talking with the rapper in what is a one of the most tragic scenes in the world is the rapper tries to give her a gun and she's like, I will not kill anybody. And then he says, all right, take this earring. This earring was given to me by given to me by someone very important. It's protected me and it now will protect you. And she takes it and she puts it on. And what does she say to this very nice gift of a very sentimental object? She says, man, I wish I could have given this to Akira earlier. (laughs) And the look on the rapper's face for like half a second is the most like... You don't, you don't see his face straight on either. It's a reflection, and he just looks so baffled. He's just devastated. <laughs> like it is, it's the most like I, I have given you a precious object, and you have immediately just been like, God, I wish the guy I like could have this. <laughs> hey, do you want to go on a date? You know who loves dates? The guy Akira. I like. <laughs> Um, there's one kid in the crowd throwing shit at Akira that, uh, that stops and the kid comes for, th- th- this is all like, this is actually a decent chunk of the episode is this entire sequence where Miki is making a post online. What were you going to say? Um, while she's making the post, it's very heartfelt mm-hmm. and it's showing like people and devils or demons or whatever. Yeah. People all around the world kind of. And then, for some reason, it shows a woman holding a baby. Yeah. Which has no relevance to what... <laughs> no, it's just supposed to be a... I think it's, like, it's just supposed to be a nice picture, I guess, but it is weirdly put. Uh, but, yeah, she's making a post, basically, about how we shouldn't hate people and how Akira isn't evil and we should accept people with differences while Akira is getting just the shit handed to him. But then a kid comes up and hugs him and everyone feels bad, so they all start... Well, everyone doesn't feel bad right away. No. All the kids... The kids line up. Yeah. lining up. And then after a couple kids get hugged... Mm-hmm. Then the adults look ashamed and they mm-hmm. line up. Yeah, and the adults, one at a time, start hugging Akira. And each one of them says something like, thank you, or I'm so sorry. <laughs> Things like that. Why, like, why does everyone see it? Like, mm-hmm. that's so time-consuming yeah, to hug yeah, everyone. Yeah. Uh, time is of the matter. Like, there are how many examples of this horrible stoning thing happening? Devil Man's busy. Devil Man's a busy devil man. <laughs> uh, he needs to go do talk to Rio, which would also be useless anyways. Because Rio's uh, waiting for him. Rio is waiting for him. He is literally Rio sitting- went home, and he actually says... Huh, why isn't he here yet? He should be here soon. Like, he's honestly almost on the verge of sounding heartbroken. 
or like deluding himself like about Akira coming to see him. Um uh, but Miki's post also does a thing where people start posting that they are devilmen online too, like out uh, coming out as devilmen basically. But you also see posts that people are making that are like, "Wow, these people are giving us their IP addresses. Let's go and kill them." And they start saying that about Miki too. And the rapper, you see the rapper look at it, and he just goes like. And I think in part it's because it's a post about Akira, but I think also the rapper might be a bit more aware of how people act. And I yeah. think he is definitely like, you just you just put a like target on all of us mm-hmm. for no reason. <laughs> and then a great thing happens, because all these we have this nice scene where Devil Man changed all of these people's minds with his crying and kindness, and then Koda attacks him and kills a bunch of those people. With a bunch of devils. Because he wants to be on the winning side. He wants to be on the winning side. Uh, then him and Koda fight, and then he starts getting beaten up by Xenon, and him and Xenon go into a, uh, a dead volcano that they then reactivate by fighting, but we don't really see much of the fight. We just assume Devil Man won because Xenon doesn't come out of the volcano. <laughs> and then he's like, Miki, I gotta find Miki. <laughs> After he was on his way to Rio. Yeah. He just threw that out the window. Yeah, he he could have just stayed with Miki. Uh, This gets really chaotic, but basically what happens is a gang of, uh, a huge crowd of people attack Miki's house. And some of the rappers try to stop the crowd, and some of them join in with the crowd and turn on their friends. Uh, One of them, I think, it seems he does it because... He is afraid of the crowd. Like, it seems like he just joins in because he knows they're not going to win. One of them turns on them specifically because he saw the sunglasses in Miko's bag and assumes that Miko killed his friend. So he joins in as well. Uh, One of the rappers gets stabbed to death by a bunch of people, including his own friend. And we don't see what happens to the other rapper for a while, the guy who gave the earring. No. Uh, But Miko and Miki escape to the rooftop. Where they are... Oh, oh. And well, the, before that, mm-hmm. Miko goes into how much she used to hate Miki. Oh, that's uh, that. I found that scene very sweet. That might be the sweetest yeah, scene to me. And then she also says she didn't just hate... Well, she says to Miki, I hated you. And Miki says, I know. And then she says, but I also loved you. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I knew that too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I just thought that was... I think that's... Probably, once again, showing the most growth out of any character is realizing <laughs> that kind of thing about themselves. Uh, yeah, so they, they escape outside. The cat gets stabbed by somebody. That's how and the And I the immediately starts. said... I can't remember what you said. I said, no, Ryan, how could you... Mi- no, Ryvern, how could you let this happen? Why did you make me watch this? And I had to spoil something for you, which is the cat didn't die there. Because the cat very shortly after there. that. There. The cat shortly flies up and, like, incapacitates people by shining a bright light. Because it's not just a cat. It's a devil cat. Yep. Uh, and it talks eventually, which is very funny to me. Really? How yeah. did I miss that? No, that's the thing that's talking to we'll get to that. Oh. It's it's a, a lot of a lot of exposition is delivered via floating psychic cat. Ah. Uh yeah, the but I loved you scene happens. They climb up on the roof, escaping together. They're surrounded. Miki kind of starts kicking ass for a bit there. 
Oh, like, yeah. A guy tries to stab her, and she does, like, a full-on wrestling move, lifting him up and slamming him on the ground. And then she just starts yelling stuff like, I am a witch! Come get me! <laughs> like, that guy. Because like, everyone's calling her a witch. Yeah. Miki just becomes a real badass for the last... She was kind of a badass already. She just channeled it into more... Into kindness. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, she does. It's, but it's it's very fun knowing she was always capable of just laying someone out if she wanted to, and that she's just a nice person who happens <laughs> to not do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rio. Uh, oh yeah, we have uh, we have uh, Miko turns into the giant spider form that she is. Miko is actually a giant spider devil, and then. Uh, Miki climbs onto her back. Wait, mm. I just remembered something. When mm-hmm. they're having that heart heart and Miko's saying, I wanted to be Miki because that's my real name and this whole thing. Miki, Miki looks at Miko and says, I know Miko. So mean. <laughs> so ice cold. Uh, she's like, I loved, you know, you notice. I know she does actually say it later, but in that scene, it would be funny to read is, I love you, and she doesn't say it back. (laughs) uh, But uh, yeah, so she gets on Miko's back, grabbing uh, what looked like two spikes protruding from breasts on her back. Yep. And they literally jump away. And then Ryo has his like, Akira should be here soon. What's taking him so long? And then he explodes. Well, he doesn't explode. The no. building he's in explodes. His apartment explodes. Which leads us to think, oh, he must have exploded. But wait, yeah. he had that weird orb at that <laughs> other place. Don't we already know that he is clearly magically invincible? <laughs> uh, uh, and then th- this is th- this is probably the sequence that's, I'd say, maybe the most iconic sequence in the entire show is Miko... When just them when they get to the beach and they're running away, yeah. Because yeah, Akira is rushing back trying to find. He 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 just keeps talking about how important Miki is to him. Miko and Miki are running away from the gang on a beach, and they're talking about like Miko just keeps saying very sad things like "I love running," and then she's like "I love you," and Miki's like "I love you too," and then bullets start hitting Miko and like taking out her legs, and eventually she falls down and tells Miki to run away and then uh there are people just pointing guns at her she grabs one of them holds it to her own head and basically just keeps asking them like what is good what is goodness what is decency what does it mean to be human just like laundry listing all of these things and then she tells them that they shouldn't kill Miki and then she shoots herself and then Miki is just running alone on the beach, and we get flashbacks. She's running because Miko says, run! Yeah. Run! Yeah, Before yeah. she dies. Uh, we get a flashback of them, her, uh, her, Akira, and Miko, like, training together uh, throughout the years, and uh, is calling out to Akira, and then gives a little monologue about why she runs, and she's like, I don't really know why, but I kind of like doing it. And then she gets shot in the leg and starts limping. Now, did... What did you think was going to happen when this whole sequence started? Well, the show made it look like he was going to find her. It did, right? It made yeah. it look like he was going to swoop in at the last second and save her. It, it did make it look like that. Yeah. But then if you think about it a little more, he wouldn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. He would go to the house first. Yeah, he would have gone to the house and then he wouldn't have found them there. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And it even draws out the last, cause a guy basically runs up or she's running and then a car pulls up and she sees the rapper in the car and then he falls out dead cause the crowd killed him and then put him in the car and then drove somewhere. Anyways. <laughs> Weirdly mm. unnecessary. Uh, so she turns around, starts running and then a man approaches from behind with a knife and, and- stabs her, like, upward and slices down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he, like, basically rips open her back. And it's, like, really, right up until the moment... I I think it's effectively done, because up to the moment where he stabs her, it almost feels like at any second somebody is going to do something. Yeah. Because it draws it out so much that you're like, clearly, someone's gonna do... And then she just dies, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, so Miki dies, and Akira gets back to the house, and what does he find there? Fire everywhere. Fire everywhere. What are the peeps doing? They, so, the mob have pointy sticks mm-hmm. with body parts on them. Yep, body parts, and most, uh, most Where- iconically and drawn out and drawn close up is Miki's severed head. Which is where I said... They are monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are, uh, it turns out they're the monsters. And what does Akira say? I don't remember. Right after you said that, he said, you're the demons. <laughs> 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 and he burns them all to death. But takes Miki's head. But takes Miki's head. I guess I guess we'll go through and then we'll talk about how we feel about the show. That's kind of the better pattern. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so we get to episode 10. I believe episode 10 is just titled Cry Baby. I mean, if they didn't choose that as the name for episode 10, then they made a horrible mistake because no better title than Cry Baby. Is the first one Devil Man? I think it might be, but I yeah, honestly. Then that's a it might be Akira, but I, I think it's Devil Man. Uh, so this one is actually quite. Not much happens in it plot wise. Nope. It's Akira uh, approaches in what seems like Nova Scotia. It looks like, no, there's puffins, and it looks like Nova Scotia. And it's kind of implied that this is where they met, too. Like, they met in Nova Scotia, seemingly, which well, is... Well, I said Newfoundland. Newfoundland, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, wait. Yeah, not, not Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. But it seems like they met in Newfoundland, which is a whole thing that, like, doesn't get delved into. Clearly, it's not Japan, wherever they met. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wait, why Japan is... Japan does not have the puffins. Why is Akira in what seems like this child home for, like, abandoned children? <laughs> Anyways, uh, he approaches with Miki's severed head in this place they met. He keeps holding it close to his body. Like, he doesn't show it to Ryo either. He just, like, snuggles it. And Akira, the densest, sweetest boy in the world, is just like, how could you have done this? You're a human. And Ryo immediately says, I am not. No, no, in fact, I'm Satan. I am Satan from the Bible. Uh, He goes into the history of demons, which is basically in prehistoric times. They learned how to merge with people. Uh, Ryo fought God, lost, and was exiled, and he came to Earth, found demons, thought that their pure hearts were cool, and decided to hang out with them. And then God blew up the entire planet. Because he hates Satan. So then Satan just restarted. Yeah. And it, there is something very sad about the way Rio says, and God couldn't even let us have this for an outpost. He must hate me. <laughs> That's like, 
That's really sad, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, and then Rio is reborn. Yeah, the, yeah, they they all become like souls, and then when life comes back, the devils start building their thing up. All supernatural stuff throughout history and mythology are actually demons. And Rio is ultimately reborn to this tribe in Peru. And he is a pure white child in an indigenous tribe. Let's not talk about the symbology of that. But there's a lot of symbolism in this. or A lot of the stuff involving indigenous people in Peru is very, like... Uh, is very what, what's Yee. yeah yeesh. <laughs> uh, and when he's born, like a cow falls apart into pieces around him, and b- dead birds fall from the sky, and the government starts killing everybody. Uh, once again, because it seems like they actually know that Satan exists, but don't do anything about it besides attacking this one village twice. Um, and he he flies away. Uh, in his little little magic bubble as a small child, and that's where Akira finds him. Uh, so no one has questions about this child, clearly, that, that nope. Akira just discovers. Uh, and they become friends, and we see them doing stuff uh, together. And then Psycho Jenny takes him away and raises him, presumably. But he doesn't know he's Satan. He didn't find out he was Satan until the last episode. Or no, actually the episode before that, sorry. And he's like, join me, Akira. I made you a devil so you would survive the end times and we could just chill because we're such good bros. And Akira is like, no, I'm I'm going to kill you. <laughs> that sounds... Well, he says, next time I see you, I'll kill you. Yeah. And then he walks away in the funniest accidental... Like, it's such it's a... weird little stompy thing. Yeah, you, you hear his little footsteps and, like, it looks awkward because he's made a very grand declaration and then he just kind of shuffles away. <laughs> Uh, we find out that the reason Rio's house exploded is Zenin tried to kill him, but, like, that doesn't... Zenin's already dead, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, Akira takes the earring from Miki, so... <laughs> we know that rapper turns in his grave, like, seriously? He got the earring anyways? Mm. When Miki died, she was like, I need to pass the baton to you. And the earring is also clearly like the the baton. baton. Yeah, that's the thing people are giving each other. Uh, Akira goes to the back to the gravesite, buries her head, takes the earring, and then Devil Cat appears there with all the devil men from around the world that were gathered by Miki's message that got her killed. And all of the devil men are like, we will stop the end of the world. And we have such great devil men, such as that gym teacher who was in a wheelchair the whole show, <laughs> stands up all of a sudden. He's like, not letting the deeds and devils take us out. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and Devil Cat, who is the voice that's talking to Akira for most of the end of the series, is Devil Cat for some reason. Oh. Yeah. And then it's basically like a huge section of this episode is just a depiction of like the last days of humanity as people just start killing each other. We see tanks, we see atomic explosions going off as everyone is just at war with everybody else. Devils destroying everyone. Paris gets nuked. Uh, and Rio starts flying around the Earth. By the way, in his transformed form, he has a... He, like, as shown by the show, he has boobs and a penis and 12 wings. And he is, like, way taller than he was. He's just like, yeah, he, that's what angels look like in this universe, basically. Uh, and that's it. Like, it's it's literally just like... I think it's really well done, but it's kind of hard to... It's just like... 
And then a tank shot some people. And then some helicopters shot some people. Until? Yeah. Uh, until they get to the last humans alive. They cut through a sequence, which I personally believe this sequence is like a decade or more of time passes. Yeah. In what is, ha- like, it is it is people slowly and painstakingly, like, eliminating each other, basically. But they go to the last human stronghold, which is in Arizona. I wish I, sh- I should have looked up the name of the mountains, but it's that mountain that looks like a hand reaching up to the sky. They are, they have built their base there for some reason. <laughs> and uh, the devils are attacking the stronghold and the humans are fighting back. And then the devil men show up and start fighting the devils as well. And once again, it's just a war scene. So this is where Devil Cat dies. Oh. Devil Cat flies straight at Lucifer and Lucifer just cuts it in half. Oh, I see. Um, oh, yeah. You but, mean but, Satan? Yeah, Satan. I'm sorry. Uh, so Devil Cat dies at uh, just about the same time Coda shows up and is like... I wanted to join the winning side, and then Devilman just rips him in half and says, you should have joined our side then. Uh, Psycho Jenny, who has the coolest goddamn power, her power is making people, like, lose their minds with weird hypnotic rainbow effects. And she starts doing that to people, and they start shooting themselves and spitting blood out of their mouths. But humans on rocket packs... With giant spears that protect them from Psycho Jenny's psychic attacks, stab her in the head, and then they all die. <laughs> uh, uh, Devil Men begin to fuse with Akira whenever he gets hurt in his fight. Like, uh, he loses his arm, and a guy's like, I'll be your arm, and they all fuse together. Uh... And he's he's fighting Lucifer directly. They're trying to punch each other. Lucifer's Satan. S- sorry, Satan. And Satan is kind of kicking his ass. He, it's a he doesn't thing. really get any good good punches in. It, it is no. it is the same thing. Uh, we get a a close up on the inside of the human lab where like the devils are crawling through trying to exterminate the humans, and we see humans packed together in really tight quarters. And then one woman who is hooked up to a machine. And she has, like, her body has been transformed into these grotesque kind of holes that spew out acid. And they shock her and make her spew out acid. And she melts some devils with that power and then says, I'm a devil man. And then we never see her again. Yeah, that's just it. She's in the comic book. That's why she's there. But, like, she has a bigger part in the comic. She's almost Uh, like Miko in the comic book. Ah, I see. Uh, Not exactly. Like, they don't know each other, but that's kind of, she has a bigger section there. Um, and then that's it. Rio and Akira are fighting. Akira punches Rio. Wait, first of all, they have badass dragons that both of them ride. They don't really do anything, but it's really cool because they're both <laughs> riding around on on dragons in the sky, uh, in space, basically. Anyways, Akira punches Rio into Antarctica, and then he's flying towards Rio, about to attack him, and Rio shoots a blast at him, and then suddenly the scene is over, and we cut to a like night sky. Over a red ocean. And, and Akira and Ryo are laying beside each other. Yeah. And, and Akira, Ryo's just spouting away. 
Yeah, Rio's talking. We just actually very quickly. We had a flashback. I think it's a really important thematic scene. Is we see the baton one last time. Oh, when throughout that whole fight, yes. you see it multiple times. Yeah, and the the music is swelling during it, and it is Miko passing. Uh, it's them all as children. Miko passes Miki the baton. Miki passes Akira the baton, and then Akira tries to hand it to Rio. And it falls on the ground because he doesn't pick it up. And we see that repeated, yeah, throughout the entire scene. And then uh, at the very end, yeah, they're lying. They're lying next to each other. Rio goes off. He talks about uh, he talks about how the rabbit and the moon is dead because they cut the moon in half when they were fighting. <laughs> they destroyed the moon. Uh, and it, they flash back to when they were children and Akira thought there was a rabbit in the moon and Ryo is like it's just the different heights of rocks on the moon Akira you're stupid and then we get a, get a montage of them doing cute kid things together like going in steam baths and Akira stopping him from killing a bunch of capybaras with, 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 with his knife with uh, his like exacto knife with his exacto knife and then uh, they watch an eclipse together, and that's why he says the rabbit is almost dead. It's the rabbit's dead because we killed the moon. And then he says something along the lines of, love's not real, and that's why there isn't any suffering. At, that, at least that's what I used to believe. And then he rolls over and says, why aren't you talking, Akira? And Akira looks like, his face looks like it just, like, decomposed in that period of time and we pan out and Akira has no legs and is clearly dead and Ryo starts crying and telling him not to leave him alone or he's like what is this feeling what's happening to me and then tears fall on Akira's dead body and he starts like holding him and weeping and saying don't leave me yeah don't leave me stuff like that and I think we do see the earring in one of those shots but yeah yeah and that's that's pretty much and then, oh, and then God blows up the entire and Earth. And then it shows Earth and all the white lights coming down. Yep. And then, boom. Yep. And then after the credits, we have uh, one shot of a newly reborn Earth with two moons. And that's... And that's it. That's it. So, what did you think of Devil Man? What do you think, I think? I think you didn't love it. What do... Okay. From one to ten, what do you think I rated it? I think you might have given it a three. Really? I think you didn't like... I think you liked the first half more than the second half. Maybe. Give it a 5.5. 5.5? All right. What were your thoughts on giving it a 5.5? The art got better, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, It's... The nakedness was a little too much for me, and Mm -hmm. the, like, sexualness of the whole show was way too much for me, so that's, like, a whole lot of points. Yeah. But the storyline itself, if we got rid of all those naked points, Mm -hmm. was pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fair. Was I not right when I said that it really has a drop-off in how sexual it is in the second half of the show, after the Sirene episode? I think it's because there's so much... It's more (laughs) subtle. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, but it's it's, it's also there's too much fighting. I, yeah, that's the thing. I was like, it becomes a different kind of horrible, is I think how I described yeah. it. Yeah. So okay. So five point five, and it would have possibly gotten more points with less of the sex. Yes, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything you wanted to say about the first three episodes we watched? Is there anything that like stuck out to you? Anything we should have talked about, or anything you just thought was interesting about them? 
I don't think so. I think we vaguely went over this, but I like yeah. the way of looking at when they change. It's like puberty. Mm-hmm. They get like sharper. Yeah. Kind of urges yeah. And that kind of thing. That was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, in like, let's see, it's the episode. Wait, how did you, how did you feel about like Miki's family as a plot thing as they progressed through the plot? I mean, they just, it was a really weak plot. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of really... like, did you know she has a family? Anyway, we're going to forget about them for a while. And then it came back. They are very They're important. dead! <laughs> they are very important for this episode. Yeah. Really? Why are they important? They're dead. Never mind. <laughs> that is a thing about this show. This show feels really fast, and in a lot of ways that doesn't leave a ton of time to develop many of the characters. It's borderline American Horror Story episode season where there's just so many plot points mm-hmm. that don't necessarily have to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I think it, it does resolve all the plot points, but it feels like... They're weak. Yeah, it like, doesn't have much time to give to all of them, so some of them kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. And I think I... I like, Miko gets the most, I think, as a subplot. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say... Um, even though they have resol- like they resolve, mm-hmm. they're not strong enough to like. If you got rid of them, it wouldn't actually matter. Make that a much. big difference. Yeah, like the family. Well, Miki. It's also that Miki moves on so f- it has to move on to the next thing so fast after her family dies. Well, they didn't have a lot of build up to get there though. That, like that's also I kept true. forgetting she had a brother. <laughs> Uh, I think Devil Cat gets more lines than Miki's mom, and Devil Cat only talks in one episode of the show. <laughs> Devil Cat should have survived. Devil Cat should have made it. That's my one... The show where nobody makes it, Devil Cat should have. Yeah, Devil Cat should have left Earth. This is also one of those uh, things where, like, it's very rare to see in a piece of media an ending where literally everybody dies. Like, everybody who can die does. Yeah. No one makes it out alive. Let's see. Okay, so yeah, I think we we can probably... Oh, Coda, how did you... You you, you kind of wrote on Coda. You went from feeling bad to seeing him as just a horrible person. He, he took his weaknesses and turned ugly mm-hmm. with them instead of getting stronger. Yeah, you're right. He did. He, he, I guess, fell into temptation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What did you think about episode nine? <laughs> It was a lot. It was a lot. If it was almost sad. It was that, almost sad? Well, it was it was sad, but like it was almost devastatingly sad. Yeah. Where I was like, I could have cried at this if there wasn't so much other stuff going on. <laughs> and there was there a little was, more build up. If there was more like given to maybe Miki as a person or like Yeah. yeah. The thing Here's the thing though. That being said, I couldn't watch more of this show. You couldn't watch more. No, like if it was longer... And that happened. My attention wouldn't hold. Ah, so if if it was kind of the same style of show, but it was like 20 episodes long, you wouldn't have been able to do it? No, like I barely kept my... As you could see, yeah, yeah. I Your barely... Your focus was definitely shifting for the last half of the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I enjoyed it. It's not like I enjoyed watching it once. I will never watch it again. Yep. Um, but yeah, if it was longer, I would have... You would have noped out. I would have got bored. Yeah. 
Which is interesting, because a lot goes on. Yeah, it, it, it moves very fast, but it feels like you would have kind of just, your brain would have just tuned it out eventually, maybe, and you yeah. would have gotten bored. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's fair. Be- I think my brain falls into like a, yeah, 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 it's got nudity and sexual things in it. <laughs> and violence. What else? Yeah, yeah. What, a- what else you got? Yeah. Where's the storyline? <laughs> well, it's jambled in there. Jambled. Jambled in there. <laughs> Stambled. There are a few things that are like smaller. The things I actually find the most devastating. I think Miko might, on this viewing of the show, because I've seen it a few times, Miko might have become like almost the standout in the show for me. (laughs) Because she's, it's like, it's just, it sucks that by design, the way the show is set up is that she has to like learn a great deal about herself and then just die very shortly after discovering that, you know? She discovers herself and then she's almost immediately dead. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely was a standout for me, Yeah, too. yeah. Miko's, I really liked her entire arc. And she also, once again, she got the most time and that showed that when a character got time, it kind of paid off really well. I find it slightly devastating how the rappers turned on each other in the end. Uh, I think it was a very, like, human thing, though. Yeah. And the fact that at the end, when they are... Because no one, no one is... Well, this doesn't quite work. But, like, mm. no one who's in a war wants to just outright die. No, Like, no. they want to live. If They'll they make can... the choice that will lead to them surviving. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, like, at the end, when they are, like, holding the bodies up and down in the air, it's like they are part of that crowd is also, like, very upsetting. I guess. Oh, the very, it's also a very cruel thing they do for the credits of episode nine is it shows, basically just plays a, like, clearly curated song for this particular moment. And it is just footage of Akira and Miki on a bike together riding across like a sunset. They could have done that. Well, she's they could do they could have, but Except they didn't. The world was falling to pieces, yeah. so they probably couldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there would be no road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no roads left. Uh, and then episode ten. How did you feel about the last episode of the show? It was heavy. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. Um, I I would argue that episode 9 was heavier. Yeah, I think so. I think episode 9 is like the peak despair. Because once that happens, there's almost... Like, he doesn't, as the main character, even have any personal connection to anybody anymore. I think it would have been interesting if Ryo had more growing time, though, as well. Yeah? Like, if he had... Before Devilman died or Akira died, if he had more time to like be like, wait, do I? There feel is things? someone I care about. Like, if there was a little more of that, that's interesting. I I like I I find that to be a really interesting point because I I feel like it, it's like the point of the show is that he the inevitable tragedy is that his self awareness just comes too late. Like he realizes. Let me rephrase it. Mm. Um, if he had feelings, he doesn't necessarily know how to piece them together, uh, but it showed us a If he had more. inklings that there might be some emotional capacity in this yeah, guy. Yeah, if it yeah, showed totally. us more like, oh, he cares, but he doesn't know it. Yeah. But if it had more time to show us, instead, all of a sudden it was like, no, he'll just kill him. Yeah, 
Yeah, that he's willing to kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, what do you think as a whole? Because there's not much detail. The last episode is once again, it's like war, 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 war. Everyone's dead. Like, that's the, what, what do you think? Uh, do you think there's any, did you get any like intention or any reading from how the show goes? Like what it's, what is the show about? Kind of. I don't think the show has one label. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it doesn't have one flag that's, this is the thing! This is the thing, yeah. I think it's many little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's many things. Yeah, of course. I think, originally, having read the original book, it's really clear that when it was made at first, it was about... Uh, one of the main thrusts of it was that, like, the horror that we could destroy ourselves with nuclear weapons and the thing that will lead us to do that is just random distrust of each other. Like, that's the... Here's the thing. That's not till the last couple of... Like, no, it's not. So the first half of the show doesn't have that, like, at all. No. No, no, it doesn't. So the show itself isn't just about that. No, no. And I think the show intentionally isn't. I think the the comic is way more heavily ah. directly about that. I think if if my personal read on it is that the show it's big if it were to have like one big word, it would be empathy. That's yeah. like the thing I see that. the entire like Akira's power the actual good thing about him is that he doesn't cry on his own behalf. He cries for other people. Actually, here's something that I found interesting. Yeah. They don't touch base on Amon a whole bunch, but they no. seem to make him important. On who Amon really was or yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, he's a big deal, but we never actually learn anything about him. And I feel like him. they could have added they a little more on who Amon was. told us who Amon was besides <laughs> the fact that he was a big badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that was interesting that they chose that. Uh, so yeah, so I think <laughs> it's totally true. It's, it's just yeah, who is Amon? I don't know. He's cool. He's kill- a badass. Listen, Silene clearly liked banging him. That was also more on Silene. Silene who? Silene could have used a bit more too, especially for the twist that she's. Well, actually, to compare it to Parasite, because I think Parasite, since they're so closely linked, Parasite does take more time. To develop its characters, even its side characters. Yeah, and I think, uh, and it's because Parasite so clearly inspired. It almost feels like, in hindsight, somebody being like, "Hey, what if we gave these people a bit more time to like to figure out who they are and stuff?" Like the mother in Parasite is uh, the mother one is an incredibly interesting character who fits into a similar niche as Silene. Remember when? You told me to watch Parasite, and, and I told I, you I wasn't going to like it. And then I told you it was about environmentalism. And then I watched it, and I was embarrassed to admit to you that I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that tends to happen with things you like that I that I recommend. Uh, okay, so back back to the big meaning. I think the the thing about the end of the show, the thing I like so much about it is how it takes the the theme of like empathy or like experiencing emotions and and compacts it all into the single moment when Rio actually starts to cry. Because what it means is the entire goal, as shown in the last thing where they're passing the baton and then it keeps falling and it keeps falling, is that in the last moment of the show, they actually do get it to him. They basically reached satan and in doing so 
it shows that as as hackneyed as it is to say, when Miki is like, what do we fight with? We fight with love. It shows that that's actually a more powerful force than anything, like than humans' weapons or demons' abilities to transform or like terrorize people. So that love is like the most powerful force human beings are capable of. Now here's the thing. Yeah. It's all going to restart, but it it's going to have no memory. Oh, we have a game. No. We have a game that is going to be what are the sequels to Devilman? No. Cuz in in the not <laughs> there's not a show. But in the manga there are sequels to Devilman. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a game. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read them, but uh, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Is there anything you feel you want to say about the end of the show, how it went? Any other feelings you want to share about it? No, I think... You're glad I'm... it's done? Yeah, I'm yeah. glad to move on with my life yeah. now. All right. Well, uh, as you noticed, I was really putting off engaged. this... Yeah, you uh, didn't want to do it. <laughs> believe I said I have many more things to read. Yeah, you do. You did. <laughs> I do, I did. I have to read so many things. Alright, uh, so this is this is gonna be quick. I'm just All gonna right. play Yes or No, Is This a Devilman sequel? Okay, Devilman Redo. Devilman Redo begins with Akira and Ryo. But Ryo is in the place of Akira, living with the uh, Mikimura family. And uh, Akira is off finding out about the devils. So Ryo, as Satan still, ends up getting fused with Amon. But somehow, because of the cyclical nature of this thing, he actually develops a heart. And Akira begins developing as a villain in the series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Devil Lady. This is... Initially starting out as a similar to retelling, except it is about uh, an adult model and her devilman powers, the Akira stand-in, basically manifests whenever she feels like sexual desire. Uh, that That's how her, her powers are all very, very sexual. And at one point she actually goes to hell and meets Akira and they have sex with each other. And then she meets him up with Ryo and actually makes them become friends with each other again. And they agree to fight God together. Nope. Okay. Uh, Violence Jack. Thousands of years in a post-apocalyptic future, a man named Violence Jack shows up from time to time. And, and and he solves problems. He kind of acts like a jerk, but he's actually like a good-hearted guy. And he always helps the underdog who's being attacked uh, from above. He fights this like really big scumbag who it turns out is actually a reincarnation of Xenon from Devilman. And then we find out that Violence Jack is actually a reincarnation of Akira. And that Ryo is uh, the Xenon sidekick who's basically, like, beaten up and abused and slashed around because this is Ryo's hell. No. Okay. I'm trying to think, are there any other Devilman things I can draw on? Oh, yes. The year is 2025. And uh, it, 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 a man is doing some, like, drilling in Antarctica. He has a best friend named Ryo. Uh, who is the psychic head of a of a corporation? Uh, this man finds a demon suit in Antarctica and actually puts on this demon suit and then begins fighting demons in a in a demon metal suit that he wears. So the only fake one was the first one. What? Yeah. So the other ones, Devil Lady, is the sequel to Devil Man. 
oh. uh, where it is it is the next cycle of life going through. And then the third one is the show. It's all written. So Go Nagai wrote Devil Man in the 70s. He wrote Devil Lady in the 90s. And he wrote the one I described, the last one with the demon suit. He wrote that in 2014 and it ended in 2020. No way. Yeah. I don't know how that one ends, actually, because there's very little plot described of it. I don't think it's as iconic as the other two. But uh, And then Violence Jack is a thing he did shortly after Devil Man. That is also the twist at the end is it turns out that he is also Devil. Gona Guy likes drawing from the Devil Man well. Uh, yeah. Again. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where Devil Man leads to, and one can only hope the same team makes Devil Lady, which would be an even more uncomfortable to watch. I won't make it if if it's ever made me up to watch it. No, I don't think you're. Wait, well, yeah, wait, you would watch it. You just wouldn't make it. It depends if you want me to make it through life or not. I <laughs> know. I don't think. I don't think I'd make you watch Devil Lady. I don't know. I I'd, I'd think about. I think. I call this a win for you. This is a win for me. I got you to watch Devilman Crybaby, a thing I would never probably have imagined otherwise. Yeah. All right. Uh, we played the game. What? Uh, anything we want to say before the podcast is done? Uh, what we'll be doing for the next episode. Yes. So the next episode, we haven't thought of a name for it yet. No, wait, did we? No, we didn't. No, we haven't. <laughs> uh, so we're going to both pick a horror movie, and hopefully this episode we're will release... We're going to randomly pick a horror movie. Yeah. It's not going to be... No, yeah. It, it can't be a movie we've seen before, I believe, is the rule. Yeah. Uh, we're going to... I think we're... Are we going to try to pick the best one we can, or are we just going to pick whatever we want? Whatever our heart says. Whatever our heart says. Okay, we're going to pick a horror movie uh, as decreed by our heart. And then we're going to go head to head and argue why the movie we picked is is better than the other one, even if we don't necessarily believe that ourselves. Yes. That That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's... We're going to battle it out. Going to duke it out. Going to try to destroy each other's movies. Say the other is bad, even if it's not. And it will be posted before October ends. <laughs> yeah, it, it better be. Just like this one better be. <laughs> this one will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shouldn't be too much. All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you want to reach out to us, it's cry.mit.mode at gmail.com. I think that's it. Um, You stream? I stream at I Apologize Profusely every Tuesday. This month, it's all kind of horror-themed-ish. Uh, for the half of the month, I actually ended up streaming. <laughs> and I guess that's all of our plugs, right? That's it. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. All right. Good. We look forward to you coming back again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>